following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. on the phone, and Chuck Reed in the house with me tonight here at G-MIGS. As we uh, hold down the fort, and, uh, March Madness is upon us, and uh, we're ready to talk the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And, boy, there is a lot, Chuck. Um, I'll tell you, we were just trying to go over what we're going to do here. This could be a two-and-a-half-hour show. It's the worst show of the year because we have so much stuff to talk about. And, David, lo and behold, you're going to try to do this on the phone with, with, with us as well. Uh, are, you, are you safe and sound, first of all? I am safe. I am sound. I just recently relieved myself, which has eliminated a lot of pressure. So I think we're good to go. If you can hear me. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're a little quiet, but that's fine. I'm sure they've got you going over there. And as long as you've relieved yourself, we're, we're in good shape. Let's start real. We've got to dive right in. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I want to go Iowa men's basketball off the top because I want to go heavy on the women's basketball in just a minute. Um, obviously... Uh, the men's basketball team with a huge victory at Michigan this last week. Uh, and then free throw shooting issues are really the only thing that beat them on the road at Illinois. They're playing terrific basketball here as we hit the last, uh, uh, we finish up the regular season. They get the five seed in the Big Ten tournament. Didn't quite get the double bye. But they are the number two odds team, according to Circa, number three, according to FanDuel, to win the Big Ten tournament. And guys, I... I'm trying to remember the last time Iowa was in a position like that as far as being a favorite. Do you go back to when they won it in 2006? Is that the last time? Boy, I, I, I don't know, Brett. I can't re- recall in, you know, like 2006, while I may have gam- gambled on basketball at that time, I, we didn't have these kinds of known odds for the tournament and things of that nature. But I'll tell you this. I was so pleased with the way they played against Illinois, as you said, with the exception of the foul shooting. And, I mean, both the Murray brothers get fouled on threes, and they, they both hit one out of three. Well, uh, one oh, out of Chris six. Chris missed all three. Chris yeah, missed all three. One, yes, one, out of, one out of six. Yeah. And, and so to sit there and think how close they were in, in that game, in that environment, it showed, it showed me that this team is actually – they're, they are not a flash in the pan. That they, they can play with anybody, anybody in the Big Ten, and uh, they are they are going to be trouble. Now, I must say this: I'm extraordinarily nervous if Nebraska wins because they're also playing exceptionally well right now. I'm sorry. Did he just say Nebraska's yeah. playing exceptionally well right now? <laughs> well, but they are, right? Chuck, I did, I did say we, Nebraska. Right. We walked out of here last Tuesday night. And when we said, "Hey Chuck, you you want to come, you want to come hang out with us next week and do the show," and and you're like, "Yeah, that'd be great." And and I walk out of here and they're playing Ohio State. I go home and lo and behold, they win, and then they win at Nebraska or at Wisconsin as well. I I think that the the team um, and we were just talking about this. I think the team that is uh, eerily probably overrated right now, and that doesn't necessarily mean they can't do it, is probably Wisconsin. The team you don't want to play, you don't want to see Nebraska right now. I feel like Wisconsin's team I wouldn't mind seeing. We're not going to see them, right? That's not on our side of the bracket. 
And then the, the, the other one, so let's say it's right now, it looks like for 1 o'clock on Thursday, it'll either be Nebraska or Northwestern, probably Nebraska the way they're playing. Well, wait, 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 yeah, we'll see. It's, huh? it's, it's still Nebraska. Okay. And then Rutgers, uh, who is uh, a, a, such a Jekyll and Hyde team. They can be great one day. Not so great the next. At least you don't play them. You're not playing them there at the rack, right? Right. You don't have to worry about it's that. It's the Jersey Mike Center now. Oh, it, it Jersey is. Jersey Mike Sub Center. Did they put yes. the sandwiches on a rack? Nope. They've got the logo though. Okay, that's good. And then you would run into uh, probably Michigan or Purdue. And I'm not going to put it past Michigan to figure out a way to beat Purdue on that either. But, but my, I, I, I think that the that as you look at this, it sets up well. In terms of Iowa's going to play teams that we already know they can beat, right? And they are – what what was the hole this last week? It was only free throw shooting other than that. I mean, you said it, Chuck. They, they played as well on Sunday night. Uh, to, they played enough well enough to win by almost double digits. Yeah. But a quick stat for you, by the way, just to – I don't mean to panic all Iowa fans or anything, but – Chris Murray, since the Michigan game at home from the line, is five of his last 13. So that's Chris. That's Chris. So, you know, and I. I and he's only 61.5 for the season. Right. So it, this, is a, this is a team. Free throw shooting has been a strength for them, but it certainly wasn't the other night. It's the one thing that could derail them. And I don't want to sit and harp on it, but it is one thing that could really derail them because they have to count on that so much, and it certainly did the other night. Whereas, again, the Michigan game, they were making them. Things were going down. Um, obviously, one of the other pieces that needs to happen, Jordan Bohannon was, uh, played 14 minutes on Sunday night and, and was 0 for 2 from 3, and that was it. He scored uh, the same as I did. Well, exactly. He, he has to be more of an integral part of things. For Iowa to really have the offense humming, Tony Perkins picked up some of the slack. He was outstanding. He yeah. was. That's the best game he's played at Iowa. I think it was without better, question. You think it was? I agree. I agree completely with you. I think that was Tony Perkins' best game, both on both ends of the court. Oh, he's um, a man. He's a, well, he's knocking down threes, and every time he shoots, it's like no, great shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, on top of that, I don't remember what he ended up exactly with for rebounds, but I know he had a they, double double. Well, they went into the they went into rebounds. They went into the Illinois huddle, right? And what's Underwood talking about? Garden Keegan? No. You got picking up on Bohannon? No. He's like Perkins has eleven rebounds. What are you guys doing, right? No. So uh, it uh, and he's making shots now. Andrew uh, and my son Andrew made a comment to me the other night about the the difference early in the year. If you recall, they talked about. In practice, before the year, how he had improved, he just wasn't getting the playing time. Yep. And then once he got the playing time, it was almost like somebody had to literally smack him a couple of times and say, hey, start playing, right? Because the last couple, three weeks, he's your second best player. I mean, uh, certainly he was the, It was one of your better players the other night. I mean, it's hard to be better him than or, Keegan Murray, or, right? Him or Chris would be right. the second best player but, on the team. But he's certainly making a difference in, in the way this is going. It's, it's been fun. And Nebraska, and Nebraska, he had 20, right? So I, I want to move to the women real quick because uh, I, I, I don't want to – we've got a lot more men to talk about, and they've got, uh, they've got the tournament this week. But let's not, uh, let's not uh, diminish – what happened over in Indianapolis on uh, this le- this last week with the Iowa women's basketball team? Not only after winning the regular season championship, now they get the tournament championship as well. 
72-59 over Northwestern, a team who had given them a lot of trouble, beating them once, taking them to overtime. They win it pretty easily uh, on Friday night. Nebraska in the most watched Big Ten tournament game in Big Ten uh, network history, 83-66 to on Saturday. Thank you, and, number 22. Right. And number, and then Indiana, 74-67 in a hostile environment with a, a lot of crowd there for Indiana on Sunday where they took the one-point lead out at halftime and just kind of just continued to methodically pound. By the way, what a terrific basketball game that was. And Iowa comes out of there now at 23-7, and seven, number eight in the AP, number 13 in the net. And, Chuck, where did you see somebody has them up to a two-seed? Yeah, there was one of the um, websites I was going through this morning, and they actually had Iowa as a two-seed. A two. Now, most of them now have us up on the three-line for that, right? But, but a two possibly as well. Well, Michigan was a three, and you can't have Michigan ahead of Iowa. At, so not. At, at worst, they're a three. David, I, you know, one of the things that you and I have sat here and talked about over the years is that once they reach that uh, elite level of, of the one through eight, right, Iowa doesn't compete with that. But we were just talking about it. I don't know that this team doesn't compete with that because they can do it in so many different ways. In the past, they had some one-dimensions to them, uh, one-dimensional aspects to them. But Susano had uh, Sinano had 30 points the other night, a double-double in the, in the championship game. Caitlin Clark only had 18, only, had 18. But you had a Kate Martin who uh, came in with 12, or, um, and she averaged 12 for the tournament. You started having lots of other players contribute when Clark wasn't doing it. And this is not the same situation we've watched in the last couple of years where they couldn't compete with that upper level. Oh, no question about it. And when the women's tournament ended, I thought about this, and I thought, do we realize how good we have it as it relates to Iowa women's basketball with Lisa Bluter, Jan Jensen, and the whole coaching staff that has been there for I don't even know how long now. Since as long as we've been on the air, <laughs> and, true, and yes. how good, how good we have it with them, the players that she has recruited, and the talent that we have now with that Caitlin Clark, she's just in, incredible. The things that she can do are just off the charts. Uh, her ability to stretch a defense and that opens up the offense. And we actually even talked about this, Brett, early on when they were struggling a little bit. How get the ball down low to Monica and figure out a manner by which she can score, which will loosen it up. And, you know, the the efforts that they get from uh, Gabby on defense and Kate Martin and Warnock and all, all of them, just, they, they, they have got a lot of good cogs. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. And they play great. They play so, they play so hard, Brett. <laughs> You're giving me a Bruce Weber. The kid just plays so hard. No, but can I can I ask you one question real quick here? I thought about this this morning. How close is Lisa Bluter to being a Hall of Fame coach? It's that's it's a good question because I don't know what hasn't she? I mean, yeah. like she's she's probably got to make a Final Four, a national championship would put her in, no question. But she's won what seven hundred plus games? Seven. 700 games. This was her 26th Big Ten 
tournament win, win which, which is, is the most the in most, history. Yes, she by, passes the, yep. la- the, the lady who was at Illinois and Indiana. Right. In fact, they showed a stat during the game. It was what was at stake was uh, for Indiana. It was their seventh NCAA tournament. They'll go anyway. Right. They're, they're, but, they're listed uh, this, as a four this is, seed. This was Iowa's twenty-eighth. Right. And Lisa Bluter's eighteen of those, I think. Yeah. Right. More than yeah. C. Vivian Stringer. Right. Yes, exactly. How close do? What does she have to do? Do you have to be? It's a great question. Do you have to be the coach of a Final Four team to make the College Hall of Fame as a coach? When in reality, you win that many games and you're that consistent. Because this has been a tough place to recruit to, and they continue to do it. And now they've got it rolling to where. And by the way, the entire team is back next year. Yes. Right. So this ought to be really something to watch, and I think it's a good question is that as her career winds down, where does she end up in the, in the annals of, of college basketball, uh, you know, in the, in the lore of college basketball, right? Well, I mean, you look at what she did at Drake and at Iowa. I mean, she's done it at two different schools. It hasn't been one place. She's had to rebuild both places, and, you know, I, I just was thinking about that today. It's like, you know, she's got to be pretty close to being a Hall of Fame coach. And I don't think we think about that, or maybe we take it for granted, but she's done an unbelievable job. Well, they'll get to play in Iowa City, which ought to be fun, and she's already bragging it up. She started telling the media that they're going to sell things out. Let's hope that actually happens. For their games, I they will. I think they probably will. I think they probably will get close. I, Why not? I, it hadn't occurred to me just now, but what are we doing next week? David, when are you home next week? Wednesday? We, we might uh, have to late think Wednesday, about this. yes. Late Wednesday? David's on his way to Cancun in case uh, folks are uh, uh, wondering. I'm not joining him this year. Not happy about it. But um, anyway, uh, aside from the fact that, that I'm going to be back here with that. But uh, there will be a lot of people that will go. There will be a lot of people that will really want to go. It's going to be terrific. Uh, Sold you know. out the Michigan game. They could right. sell out an NCAA game. Absolutely. Even if they don't, they'll, they'll come close, right? Now, it, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be a real atmosphere for college basketball, and if they've got a good seed, if they got a three, that's good. A two, even better, right? Because they're going to load them up with with somebody lower level teams are a little bit easier to, to beat in that deal. So, ought to be a lot of fun. Boy, it'd be, this this is a team that's rolling. It's amazing to see what these two basketball teams are doing right now, as hot as they are, uh, and part of the talk around the country. It's really fun. And by the way, you have small, less seating at the NCAA tournament. You what? The arena is a little smaller, less seating. Oh, do they do that? Yeah, well, you got more room for the media and all that stuff. So That's there's true. actually small. It, the arena will be somewhat smaller. Not fifteen as as five. No, no, 15, it will not two. be. It'll be fourteen something. Fourteen something. A lot more people, more, more people uh, in there doing their reporting. Well, it'll be it'll be really fun. Um, this is the first time Iowa has combined on a regular season and Big Ten tournament season championship in either women's or men's basketball. And uh, that's really a lot of fun as well. And, of course, uh, Caitlin Clark is the player of the year in the Big Ten. Now what remains the question for her is can she figure out a way to be player of the year in college basketball? It looks like the the pundits have already decided that somehow you got to be the best player on the best team or you're just not going to get it done. Who just got beat, by the way? Oh, did they? No, South Carolina oh, got, some, got beat in the tournament Kentucky. final by yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, by Kentucky. Well, they had by two the way, players. Did you, guys, did you guys watch any of that game? Because that girl from South Carolina was laboring in terms of her condition and those sorts of things. And Caitlin Clark's out there playing 37 minutes a game. And while she might be tired, she's still almost averaging a triple-double. 
She got 39 minutes on Friday night. I think it was 38 on Thursday. Or, or thir- sorry, yeah. 30, 38 yeah. and 39, the first two. I don't know what ended up being in the championship. I'm not sure she came out, but for right at the end. Yeah, no, she's certainly in condition and is continuing to drive that team. And you know, I ain't seen Kevin Durant or any of those other guys tweeting about Boston at no. South Carolina. That, that, no. That's your answer right there. That's your answer right there. No well, you know, all the time we hear about the eye test, right? We hear oh. the eye test. But, you know, but we hear so the eye test finally is in favor of an Iowa Hawkeye and we're not getting anything. Flip so. on the fourth quarter of that Michigan game and then tell me give me your answer after that, okay? <laughs> it, 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 yeah. So, um it remains to be seen. Their selection show is 7 o'clock on Sunday. It's right after, after the men's. men's. Right yeah. after the men's on yeah. ESPN. All right, we'll come back. David, we're going to drop you and grab uh, Tom Caker, and then we'll grab you on the other side. Sound good? I think so. That's what we're going to plan to do. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, The Champ. With David gone, they've put me in charge of the equipment here, so I'm adjusting the audio levels as we go. Brett Ridge and Chuck Reed here at G-Migs in West Des Moines. And inviting you to come on down and join us here as we talk the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes here in the Hawkeye Huddle. And, of course, David Creighton Jr. is on the phone with us, I believe, in Chicago now or the suburbs of Chicago, uh, heading out on spring break. And I think we're going to get Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. We're going to have four people on the – it's been a long time we've, since we've tried this. You're going uh, to look like the red panda with those a, dishes. You know what I mean? It's like you got a lot of got stuff got a lot in the of air stuff going. to try to juggle here. I'm going to say this. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, guys. All right. Excellent. We've got you two. So, um, we, oh, David's, David's having a little trouble. That's okay. we got the three of us. We'll get him back. We here can fake it. We'll fake it. Uh, he'll, we'll be good. Hey, so, Chuck Reed's joining me here while David's trying to do a little vacationing, and then we'll try to get him on the line, Tom, just in case. But um, I... I I want to go a couple of places with you that we haven't been here over the last 20 minutes, but I, I can't, I can't not start with your thoughts on when was the last time you saw an Iowa basketball team playing this well going into the Big, Big Ten tournament? Um, you know, it was uh, which one it was was the uh, uh, Aaron White senior year when they went and played um, Davidson in the. Um, in the NCAA tournament because they won their last six games and then they went to, um, I can't remember if it was Indy or Chicago. I can look here. Didn't but, they lose to Penn State? Um, yeah, they lost to Penn State. They had won six in a row. They would lost at Northwestern and everybody was kind of kicking dirt on them, uh, talking about a Fran fade and all that stuff and, you know, all the all the usual, usual suspects were out uh, rallying the troops. That was, uh, yeah, it was the, the 2015 or 2014-2015 season. Okay. Well, and you know, the- Iowa, Iowa had lost to Northwestern at Northwestern on February 15th and then went on to win six in a row and then lost to Penn State by nine in the Big Ten tournament and then beat Davidson and then lost to Gonzaga. Yeah. I, I, I has you hesitate to put a jinx on him because every, as everybody knows, if anybody's going to put a jinx on him, it's me. Um, but they are playing really good basketball, and he, despite losing the other night, obviously it was a free throw thing. 
or they win that game at Illinois. Clearly, they they uh, they handled Michigan, manhandled Michigan. Um, they are they are, and this is why Vegas likes them right now. They're on a roll, and this could be a good week. I think the matchups here play play well for them. This could be a really fun week. Um, would you would you be disappointed, Tom? To see them do a, pull one of those, I mean, would you would you be really overly disappointed and surprised to see them pull one of those where they lost track of Penn State or of uh, Nebraska or Northwestern and did a Penn State, or do do we have to be really worried about that? Looking at this right now, I'll tell you, Fran is just because you know Nebraska's playing a lot better right now. You know, Johnny Davis was out for a good portion of that game, but. Still, they went to the Kohl Center and won, and that's everybody knows how hard that's to do. And and as Fran pointed out, the Northwestern team that came to Iowa City is not was not representative of them because Boo Booey was sick and uh, Pete Nance was not feeling well. So they had like three guys, three or four guys that were under the weather. So um, whoever they play, I think it's going to be a tougher game than than uh, than you think. And and then. And if you get past that one, you got um, you know Rutgers, and there's a little revenge for that one, I'm sure. Tom Chuck Reed filling in tonight, but question for you: rotation. Sure. If Patrick come or when Patrick comes back, he's going to play. He's playing this week, right? right? He's coming back. Yep. How does that affect the minutes of Perkins, Connor, um, some of the other guys? Because I really liked what they did Sunday night with their athleticism. I have to agree. The I way mean, that when when yes. Ulysses and Perkins were in the game, that was as an athletic team as I was had in a long time, and they they played really well. When Patrick comes yeah. back, how is that going to affect the rotation and and some of the lineups we'll see? Well, remember he's only really missed the the one game, so it'll look a lot like what it was during this stretch when they played well, uh, since they put Perkins in lineup um, as a starter. And Jordan at the at the point, so it'll probably look a lot like that. Um, and here's the thing that Fran's done this year a lot, and really over his entire tenure at Iowa, he's kind of if you're playing well, and we've seen him do this. If you're playing well, um, you're going to get the minutes down the stretch, and that's um, you know kind of what everybody's looking at is uh, how do I earn the minutes down the stretch? Because there's games where Ulysses and Perkins have been out there to close games, and um, and the way Tony's playing, he's he's earned more minutes, yes. uh, just because he's he's rebounding the ball, he's scoring, um, he's he's getting after it defensively. Um, I think they're eight and two now since they made that lineup change, and um, you could argue that you know Sunday they make a few free throws, they're probably nine and one with this new lineup. And, and the the other kid that they're having trouble figuring out how to get in the game more is Peyton Sanford, right? I mean, he plays really well. He just seems to fill sort of the same role as some of the other older guys. So you know, but he Maybe. he looks offensively right now. He's he's dangerous. Well, he looked like he kind of hit the freshman wall a little bit, and he rebounded against. He's rebounded no against he, Illinois. He played much better, but. He looked like he kind of hit well, the they, freshman. They wall. were having trouble. Fran even admitted he didn't get him in the game against Michigan. Right. It and, made him mad, right? And if he makes a mistake, yeah. he knows he's coming out right. and it right. affects his play. But I think he's. I, I think there's. A, I mean, that's how good I think and deep this team is right now. Is I there's a kid that can contribute and is not getting 
uh, as many chances. Well, uh, Tom, I, I um, we commented on the a lot on the the women's basketball team, but uh, before I move to a couple of recruiting questions and and some and such, uh, a few thoughts on Lisa Bluter and what is what is now what Chuck and I were talking about is this is getting to be a Hall of Fame career for Lisa Bluter in, in, in at Iowa. She really is. I mean, now she's the all-time leader and wins for a women's basketball in the Big Ten tournament. Um, you know, that's longevity, but it's also success. It's also winning a lot of games in the Big Ten tournament. It's like every year now, they're in that championship hunt for the Big Ten tournament. And it doesn't seem like it's going to slow down, at least for the next the next two years, when you got Caitlin Clark around, you're going to be good. Uh, and she's stockpiling a lot of talent. I mean, yeah, you're going to make a, you know, it's rare when you win the regular season and then follow it up with the, the tournament as well. That's the sign that you're the best team in the conference. And, and the reward is going to be getting a couple games at Carver Hawkeye Arena here in another week or so. And, uh, and I suspect that place is going to be packed um, uh, if if the late season in, uh, um, attendance is any indication. Uh, if we move to recruiting a little bit, um, and I know it's way too early, but I read your message board, Tom, and people are starting to talk already about uh, filling in some of the holes on this basketball team next year, this men's basketball team, and the portal and what's in play there. How hard do you think do you think Fran's going to go at that really hard? Do you think he feels like he needs another piece? I mean, you're getting you're going to have Rabracha back. Um, obviously, you lose you'll probably lose Keegan Murray, but Chris is going to fill in and and grow and become a, a better player. And there's a lot of talent that's already there. Is that is the portal something that 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 you think he's going to look at with a wink, or do you think he's going to hit it hard? I think you look at it, but it's still so early, guys. It's you know, I, I think right now his focus is is purely on coaching this team and uh, trying to make it to you know to break that string uh, and, and make it to the second weekend. I know fans are already obsessed with what's going on in the portal, and the portal is an obsession for some folks, uh, maybe unhealthy at times. But uh, there'll, there'll be a point when you start really focusing on that we got to see what the roster looks like um you know obviously keegan's gonna leave for the nba i think everybody knows that i wouldn't be surprised to see chris murray also declare for the draft and at least go through that process and see where that leads um and you don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the roster what what are the, what is going to be needed uh, if anything are, are any other players going to decide to transfer there's always a chance that's going to happen too so I think um, what you look for in the portal is, is sometimes, um, always really kind of um, uh, dictated by what happens with your roster. And remember, guys, that, that players can transfer without having to even appeal to sit at this point. So they can just move as they wish. And um, so that makes this one of the things that the, the issues that coaches have to deal with now is not only look for more players, but trying to retain their own guys and keep them happy as well. Do we know anything about uh, Dix? I mean, is he is he pretty much written off for next year? No, I talked to him. 
I talked to him recently. He was at uh, um, the Michigan game. Or, uh, it was one of the games. One of the games game. recently. I can't. It was a Northwestern. Yeah, game. I think it was a Northwestern game, and I talked to him, and um, and he had met with Iowa doctors uh, while he was on campus, and they basically think he's going to be able to start like doing some running and. Um, you know, just kind of straight line kind of stuff by June. Um, and probably by September, he's going to be able to start playing some basketball. So um, I would suspect that he's going to probably be ready right around the time the season starts to, to uh, play. At least that's his goal right now. You, you find it hard to believe that, that maybe he would be all he can be right away with, with the, an injury like that, but would be nice to have because he's he's one of those pieces. He's one of those guys that was recruited to be one of those pieces that is going to have to fill in. They're going to need some outside shooters, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to well, need some guys. The big thing, the in. big thing for him is going to be, um, you know, knowing uh, I have a friend who had kind of the same type of injury, and um, the psychological side of it is is as much the problem, the the, the challenge than than the the physical side of it. Just because you have this really kind of um, you know, yeah. high impact injury that yeah. that can scar you for life. Thinking about it, so yeah. Will you will you continue to move the way you did before, just naturally, or you know, interest? It'll be interesting because part of his game was that he was a little bit, a little bit faster, a little bit quicker than people thought he was. Right? Mm-hmm. He was just you know just just an added piece of that game. You know, Tom, um, we we were talking about this off the air that from a football standpoint. The portal bore fruit with a tight end. The kid out of Lafayette, coming over from Lafayette, uh, all Patriot League. That's nice. But, um, you know, as much as people wanted want to see it, Kirk didn't end up getting a whole lot more out of it. They didn't, they didn't work it super hard either, right? I, 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 I feel like both Fran and Kirk have a, a, a mentality uh, or a philosophy. It's better to say it's a philosophy. I'm not going to tell anybody they're going to come in here and start. And other coaches are doing that. It makes it a little harder to recruit when you're telling a kid, hey, you're going to have to earn your way. And that sounds silly, but it, at this point in time, when they got choices, that's part of the deal. And it showed up in football as well. Yeah. Well, you look at why, why do kids go in the portal generally? It was generally they because they're not they getting the play. minutes they yeah. want to play. So they're going to go someplace where they know they're going to play. Um, and that's and that's perfectly okay. Um, and some coaches will give them kind of the green light and say, "Yeah, you're gonna, you know, move in." And tell them what they want to hear, just to get them there. Um, Kirk's not that type of guy. Fran is definitely not that type of guy. Um, he's going to simply give you the opportunity to come in and and uh, and earn minutes and um, playing time and. Uh, but it's got you know the thing with um, transfers. Same, it's the same thing in recruiting guys. It's just you got to find. It, it's got to be a good marriage. It can't be just you know. Yep. Um, fans tend to look at Amen. like, well, we just need this guy. Just need to, you know. I like him. He's good, so he should just come here. Well, he might not fit. You know, well, it's it's about fit. It's about chemistry on a team, and and that's one of the things that. Um, I think gets overlooked sometimes by fans who just 
I, I think ever uh, fans just love the portal season now. This is their I mean, favorite thing. Chuck, who just, we, what were we talking they, about? Who are we talking about? Is is available, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, would you say it's no like to fantasy Xavier sports. Foster? It's would like a fantasy no team. Yeah, would, would you say no to Xavier Foster at this point? Probably, right? All kinds of talent, all kinds of possibilities, but boy, a lot of baggies going there. And and what would you do with? You're not sure, and, right? And with that, every transfer has baggage. I'm sorry. They, they do. all do. They, they there's do. there's they things do. in their past. That, they do. And people have to remember that. Just because he's available doesn't mean he's going to be the right yeah. guy. All right, we got 30 seconds. There's a, reason, there's a reason they're available. There's a yes, reason they're exactly. available. 30 seconds, maybe 15. How many wins? How how many shirts are you packing for uh, Indianapolis? Oh, I'm I'm packing for four days, guys. So. Atta boy. Yeah, there you go. Always. boy. Always. Might well. Yep. Might as well gamble. Yeah. On hey, that. Iowa's got the second best odds to win the Big Ten tournament behind Purdue. You feel good about getting to Sunday then? Yeah. Why not? All right. There hey, you go. Just one other thing: Has any other team in the Big Ten right now has been consistent for the last ten games? No. Exactly. Why? That's why. You don't know what you're going to get with Purdue, Wisconsin, no. Illinois. You don't know. That's why Vegas. That's why Vegas likes. Exactly. Him. That's why Vegas likes him. Pack an extra shirt. All right. Hey, we appreciate it, Tom, and uh, enjoy yourself in Indianapolis this week. I think there are several ways you can do that. And if I had to go cover <laughs> Iowa somewhere right now, uh, I'm, that's one of the destinations. If it's not a warm weather spot, that's a place I'd love to go again. And I may be over there again on Sunday afternoon. We'll put it that way if that if that's how that works. We'll talk to you next week, Tom. Sounds good, guys. All right. Take care. Tom See Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. I appreciate him uh, uh, checking in, as he does every week for the last 18 years. I will tell you. I listen to him more than my wife during the week. <laughs> He's on, it's an amazing he is, thing. He does find a way to get on a lot of shows. All right, we'll come back. Dave Creighton Jr. back on the other side with us. We still have wrestling, baseball. We have all kinds of stuff to talk We'll be back on the Hawkeye Hill on 1700 and 101.3. And Chuck Reed along the way as well today here at G-Migs with me while David's on the road. So I appreciate uh, Chuck checking in. Might be here next week as well to protect me from uh, a Cancun-weary David. We'll see how that goes as well. Could be a great show, could, depending on what happens this weekend. You never you never do know. Um, uh, we want to thank our sponsors, of course. Uh, this is about the time of the program where we usually make sure we mention AMP and Plumbing right here in Valley Junction in West Des Moines. You know what they do? They do plumbing. And when they do plumbing, they do it at any time, day or night when they need you, and they don't charge you extra for that. The 24-7 is the key. That's the key. So we appreciate that. Angie Lancaster of Remax Concepts can sell a house in a day, and that's no joke. Not today. Not today, but in a day. And uh, Brian she's in, Houck of she's in Vegas. Is that where they are? Yes, yeah, they're Bruce here. St. Mary's Gonzaga oh, game tonight. Oh, that makes sense. Right, because Bruce is down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a big St. Mary's uh, guy. And Brian Houck, Key Mortgage, uh, appreciate his uh, contributions as well. Of course, G-Mix here and all the folks here who have hosted smash this. Smashburger night year. tonight, by the way. Very it good. Is very, very good. Fabulous smash burgers. Absolutely. We have not gone to wrestling uh, to talk about wrestling because Iowa finished third. In the wrestling, which is not exactly the greatest thing. I will say this, David, uh, Alex Marinelli got his fourth Big Ten championship. That's really cool. Hasn't happened since Mark Ironside did it. He got it at 165. But after that, things were a little bit dicey this weekend. And I I, I think the question really here came down to, uh, at the end of the deal, they started bowing out with injuries essentially forfeiting uh, the even championship matches 
when it comes to uh, when it came to Ironman and Cassiope in favor of getting ready for the Nationals, which I understand getting ready for the Nationals, but are you really bowing out of Big Ten championships that way? Well, you know, the thing with Brett, I think uh, Tom Brand said, said, we have knowledge that you don't have. And Ironman tweaked his knee in the semis. And I don't know, I mean, Cassiope was not going to beat Gable Stevenson, so maybe he's got something up his sleeve for the finals of the Nationals, hopefully. Um, I don't know, but... Yeah, it was disappointing to see him not wrestle. I think DeSanto, frankly, I, I I don't know. I'm not a wrestling aficionado, but I thought he got hosed. Yeah. I, uh, losing yeah. to RBY again in the third and again totally controlling the match. RBY just stood there and waited for DeSanto to try something and then rolled him over and got a couple extra points and won the thing. And I, I thought so, too. Yeah, for sure, and and I mean he was he was never he was on his head. He had that point of contact, and frankly, I didn't think that RBY actually had complete control of him. No. It was a neutral position, but yeah. whatever. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Um, and so, at any rate, I mean the Hawks finished third. Michigan showed up, and uh, as long as Penn State didn't win, I, I guess at the end of the day, that's all that mattered to me. <laughs> Well, so um, Kemmerer goes out for, with a forfeit on his shoulder in the semifinal round. That really hurt. Murin ended up getting third uh, with a nice comeback in the oh, quarters. He, he did a great job yeah. coming back. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, and Jacob Warner ended, ended up fourth along with Caleb Young ended up fourth. So Iowa gets all ten to the podium. Seven are in the top four uh, in the Big Ten, and they're going to get all ten to the, the Nationals. And Drake Ayala... Uh, is included in that. So they're going to have people there to score points, but they're going to have to wrestle better and get healthy. And this was uh, just sort of one of those weird weird times that uh, it didn't work. It didn't work. You know, one thing in that tournament, I didn't think anybody for Iowa, maybe Marinelli, but wrestled above their seed. I just didn't see anybody above their seed. You know, Drake no. Ayala getting no. third or fourth. Right. That's what they would have needed. Right. But no one saw Michigan winning 19 straight matches. No. I mean, that's hey, just hey, unheard listen, of. No, it was not going to. It was really something to watch Can that you say happen. peaking too soon? Yeah, well, let's hope that's, <laughs> let's hope that's the case, right? Uh, absolutely. No, no. Nobody wrestled above their seed. Marinelli wrestled to his seed about, and that was about it. And what he won his championship match, yeah. two to one. And, uh, it, so, and Ironman would have. But, you know, the whole weekend he wrestled one match. Yeah. He finished second, and he wrestled one match. Yeah, yeah. Take your take your medal and, and, yeah, yeah, and go, it's unbelievable. There, right? I want to touch on baseball before we get back to basketball because I was in. Uh, if I don't, then I don't get to reimburse myself for my trip to Dallas this weekend mm-hmm. to watch the Iowa baseball team. They did lose to uh, Wichita State on Friday, uh, six to four, but they and losing to A and M the night I was there, seven to three. Came back on um, Sunday and won six to five over Washington State. Peyton Williams, a big home run in that one for the comeback. I, I, I will say this, a lot of fun. Um, A&M fans made it a lot of fun. There was some heckling going on. There was some chanting going on, some cheering. A really nice little stadium. We had a really good time. But Iowa is missing Isaiah Fillard right now like nobody's business. They need one more big bat in that lineup for, for RBIs. That really hurts them. And even uh, I was disappointed. Brody Breck came in in a 2-2 game on, on Saturday night. And, uh, boy, that kid can throw gas, but he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. They booted the ball around. It wasn't heller ball, right? They booted the ball around, and, and 
Um, Iowa's going to have to clean that stuff up. They've got Texas Tech coming to town in a couple of weeks, by the way. Um, they've got some games here. They're going to Irvine this weekend. Um, you can't get too far off of this if you're hoping to qualify this team for the NCAAs. You can't get too far off of this without winning a few more games uh, in this stretch. I, I just never know what to make of early season baseball for northern teams. I mean, they just haven't been outside enough. They just haven't played enough. And when you look at what I'm sure Texas A&M's been outside for, yep. what, two, three months? months. Yep. And Iowa's been outside for two or three weeks. I just never know how to judge early season baseball with northern teams because they get better. They always do. They well, All the northern teams get better. And it's just going to take some time for them to get their sea legs and, and get the bats going. Well, I will say this. So Iowa gave up. First to third on three separate times, three separate occasions, a pitcher trying to throw over to first to get it to, to, to keep a runner uh, close and missing. I mean, that, that's just that's just practice. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just practice. And um, and, it, and it cost him. Um, and so that is the type of thing that really does at the end of the year when all of a sudden you don't have the wins and you're like, well, what happened? Well, we didn't get to play the same as everybody else. You know, I, I'm not going to complain about that too much, but it really was apparent. That they, that they were lacking in some of the stuff that they needed to keep working on. And we'll see how it goes as they move forward. But I, I will say this. There's a lot of talent, young talent on that team. They do need to get Fillard back so they can have that extra bat. Peyton Williams is a lot of fun to watch. Ooh, Kid out of Johnson. Hit. Boy, he can hit. He's a major league player. Yep. He's, he's got power and strength. He's big. And they did some nice things in there as well. So we'll see how things go. Uh, as they as they move, they'll forward. be fine. Yeah, they got uh, San Diego State next Tuesday as well. And then they come home for that series with Texas Tech. Might be worth going over to to uh, to uh, see what's going on. Over and the weather City. is to get warmer. I saw sixties next yes. week, so should, that's a good sign. Should be should be a little bit better. Um, NFL Combine just mentioned real quick. Tyler Goodson and Dane Belton, two of the guys that are listed among maybe the top fifteen players that improved their status. Uh, four point four two forty for Goodson, not too bad. Belton with a four point four three forty, second fastest of all the Iowa D backs that have gone by. Only Bobby Sanders beat him in that, and they both athletically looked really good. So uh, it looks like that's not going to be a problem for them. They're both going to find a way into the draft based on the way that they performed over there. Tyler Linderbaum, of course, did not uh, did not participate because his foot's to, uh, kind of his foot. Physically, did all the interviews and yes, everything. Yes, right. He physically decided he wasn't in shape based on not working out after the foot injury in the bowl game. Uh, getting back to basketball as we wrap things up, um, and I don't know, David, if you got a chance to see this. All the Big, all big Ten stuff came out today. Uh, Keegan Murray, of course, is... A um, is an all Big Ten um, uh, unanimous selection by the coaches and the media. Johnny Davis, even though he's not unanimous by the coaches and the media, somehow is the Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, which, whatever. Jordan Bohannon recognized honorable mention, and he is uh, that's a fifth time he's been mentioned. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. His fifth uh, fifth uh, all Big Ten team. And uh, even uh, Patrick McCaffrey is a sportsmanship winner this year. I didn't know that was a thing. But the other thing is today a couple Sporting News and Sports Illustrated came out with their All-American teams, and Keegan is on that. And I want to mention this part of it. This is um, the seventh time in nine years that Fran McCaffrey has had a first-team All-Big Ten player. Think about that as consistency. When we start talking about things that Fran does right or wrong, I, I didn't realize Seven out of nine years with the first team all Big Ten player. Either until you just told me. 
I mean, go back and look at it, and you start thinking, well, yeah, Dev Marble, uh, Aaron White, right? You start, you start, start, Luca. Luca. I mean, it, it, it's it's been it's been pretty impressive the way they've done that, and uh, it, it's nice to see the recognition. But it also speaks a little bit to uh, to Fran McCaffrey. Greg Gard, of course, is the he's the coach of the year uh, because he's Wisconsin. You know, and, they were right? picked tenth. They were picked tenth. That's and he, fine. And he finished first. Okay, right. I got no problem with that. Right. But uh, but still, uh, um, Fran probably I'd be interested to see how the voting for that went. He should that. have been second, probably. You would think so. And then the guy that got absolutely no respect whatsoever was uh, Pykele at Rutgers. And never does. Nope. Never does. Nope. Nope. Now, Iowa may run right into them. Okay, so here we are. We got Big Ten, uh, Big Ten tournament. David, it, not that you were you like to wager from time to time on anything, but I was the, either the second or third, depending on your service, the second or third highest favorite by the odds by Vegas to win this thing this weekend. Well, I know, and that's amazing, and and I think it really uh, speaks to how well the team has played over the last 10, 12 games, and th- how dangerous they are, you know, with with Keegan, with Chris, and just as a team, uh, their offensive efficiency is just spectacular when it comes to uh, those kinds of things, so at any rate, hold on, man, at any rate, I think that they're going to do great. And uh, I, I would love to see them get into the final. That would be spectacular. It costs me some money because I'm going to drive over there if they do that. So. <laughs> my mom and my sister well, are going to be in town for my birthday on Saturday, and if Iowa wins at two o'clock on on uh, two thirty by two thirty on Saturday afternoon, I will be in a car on my way through with Andrew on my way over to Indianapolis. That's the way that's going to work. <laughs> Leave my mom well, and sister at my house. <laughs> Why not? Your <laughs> wife will be there. It'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be happy. They'll be fine. They don't need me. Celebrate my birthday <sighs> without me. You know. No, it, but you know what? The, the road is there, right? The road is there. And particularly, so they're sitting at number 15 in the net. By the way, the old RPI has Iowa at 40, which uh, maybe for the first time, that might not be so flawed. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're anywhere from an 8 to 6 seed. What do you think, Chuck? What do you think? They're about a six. I, I got does it depend? No, they're about it, a six. Does it depend on this weekend a whole lot or not? I don't think this well, weekend think, can hurt them. I think it can help them. David, I, I would agree with that. I, I think particularly they have to. I think they need to win one, um, at least, and then you win two. And as Chuck says, I think you can. I think you can get to the five line. Um, I don't know. Would you rather be a five or a six? Five gets you. Five gets you a four. Three. You, so you're right in now, the five six twelve get, game. Six gets you Tennessee in a three or Villanova. Uh, I, boy, you're you're splitting hairs now. I think you're splitting hairs. After eight teams, it's a crapshoot. Right. You're I mean, you're, you're yep. looking at the top eight, and then everybody else is just yep. equal. Yep. Well, All right. Look forward Last to call. it, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, David. My last call. They're getting it. They're getting all the way to the finals. They're going to lose to Purdue, but they're going to win three this week. They're going to get there. They're going to be a five seed. That's where we're going. All right. Thanks to Chuck Reed. Thanks to Dave Creighton Jr. Jake Sweezy back in the studio. Appreciate everybody helping out today. Tom Gaker to HawkeyeReport.com. We'll be back next week on the Hawkeye Hello on 1700 The Champ and 101.3 The Champ.